Welcome everybody to Love ADHD. Today we are talking about number four of things you didn't know you didn't know about ADHD. And I'm excited about this topic because I feel like maybe I experienced it firsthand today and realized why I sometimes feel like a bad human being. (laughs) So the topic today is sensory sensitivities. And I shouldn't be rude. I should welcome my beautifully bald co-host, Tony Overbay. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, buddy. Very kind. I'm excited because you're going to carry this one today, Julie, because this is one that I, when we were talking off the air, I was like, oh, I think I know a little bit about this. And then I realized that we'll get to this as I'm smelling my hands from soaps and I've got candles in my office and all these things, but I really don't know much about the sensory sensitivity. So I'm excited to hear your experiences. So this week I try to sub my kids' classes if their teachers are gone, right? My background is education. I'm a keynote speaker. That's where I make my money now, but I used to teach second grade for a couple of years. And so it's always fun to go back. And if, especially if it's my kid's class, so I don't sub a ton in general, but if my kid's they're still like at the age where they think it's cool, right? Like to have mom around. Mm. And I know that's not going to last much longer, probably. Right? Uh, or do oh. your kids still think you're cool? Are you like I mean, always cool? Because you say yes I, to everything you said. So I've assumed that I am, but I guess the reality is maybe I've got myself convinced about that. But if I have, I enjoy this reality. It's nice. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's a good place to live. Yeah. Your perception yeah. is your reality, right? Sure, sure. Okay. So I go to teach this week. It's three day week. Three days, that's it. It's this vacation has been planned for the teacher since the beginning of the school year. I'm pumped. And I always, when I haven't taught kids in a long time, I go in at the beginning and I'm like just so jazzed, right? I'm like feeling okay. the teacher feels, the sharpened pencil smells. They're calling oh. me Miss Lee. It's all adorable. We're doing attendance and lunch count and it's just great. <laughs> and then they just start talking is the thing. They just have so much to say and so many questions. Don't laugh at me. And it's good for a minute, but then they just don't stop talking. Like even when I'm talking and they say, and every teacher is going to laugh at this. Oh, I bet. And I do that for three hours and I am just ready to murder every child in that room. And it's not the child. I don't think, Right. I think they are good kids. It turns out. And I don't think it's me that I'm a murderer. I I don't think think so. It wouldn't seem like it. I think I get very, very overstimulated by all that sensory. And as we've acknowledged, a lot of people could listen to this and say, yeah, I get overstimulated sometimes too. That's like a normal human reaction. I look back though, and I notice so many experiences when I'm the only one that's overwhelmed and everyone else is okay. And I'm like, oh, I just got to go outside for a second and take a breath. I just... I need to chill. I need to calm down. And I can tell it's something because I'm such a people person and I'm so extroverted. It's kind of an interesting thing because, you know, we talk about being an introvert versus an extrovert. That's a very kitschy topic to talk about and where you get your energy. And it's weird because as a speaker, I absolutely feel like I get my energy from people. I love speaking to a thousand adults. It gives me energy. I'm not overstimulated. It's good. But then you put me in a classroom with 38-year-olds, and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to teach them very simple concepts that don't take a lot of mental work in in a different way, right? You got to be creative in a different way to help kids understand. But And I am just, it is so much harder to me 
so much harder to me because there is the constant stimulus from then because they just have so stinking much to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. So can I tell you- And they move and yeah, talk mm, to me. Okay. So my unscientific theory that I'm making up, but I feel pretty confident about is that we've already set the stage a little bit with rejection sensitivity in that episode. We need the right kind of difficult and then we are just driven to distraction and we dig dopamine. So I kind of feel like if you've got the right kind of stimulus, then it is something that feeds us. But if it's the wrong kind of stimulus, then it can feel overwhelming. And then when it feels overwhelming, then we start getting agitated and panic. And it was like 2019 or so, there was a movement to put hypersensitivity in the diagnostic and statistical manual for therapists and clinicians as part of the diagnosis of ADHD because it is so prevalent. But it's one of those funny things. It's it's almost like paradoxical or all or nothing. So I'm with you. If if the crowd's buzzing, because I like that then give me all the stimulus. But then if it is something Mm -hmm. where I just feel overwhelmed, then I just want to leave. And then if you look at it, what's so trippy is that part is where if our brain gets overwhelmed and it's, I don't know, it should be the same thing. If my heart gets elevated, I'm going to go all into fight or flight. But it does if it's something I don't want to do. But if it's something I want to do, then it's amazing. And so I just feel like that's another one of those things where I don't know if it's the rejection, if it's all the sensitivities that can really kind of play into this. So I like what you're saying because on stage, bring it on, right? I mean, can you just feed off of that energy? But then it's little kids and then you got a, you got a shelf life there and you're done. How, are there some yeah. days where it wasn't so bad? So yeah. a few things I, that I've noticed help because we talked about that. I don't want to mm-hmm. say too much of what we said last time because mm-hmm. we actually talked about my teaching career and know, some of the kind of fun. I've learned and struggles there. It is fun. Uh, but so I taught for two years before when I was like 23, 24, pretty fresh out of college. And we talked about last time how it was really hard for me to sit and concentrate and plan. Like I Mm -hmm. really enjoy kind of winging it and kind of just like going with the flow, having a little structure, but like reading from a manual to plan was really challenging for me. Mm -hmm. Something I've noticed is now taking Adderall and teaching it is easier. Okay. It's much easier even to teach in the way that maybe isn't my favorite. And part of the reason I didn't go back to public education, which is that there is not a lot of creativity that I like, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say there's no creativity. It's There's always a program to follow and very certain objectives you need to hit. And there's good things about that, but it was a struggle for me. But when I take my Adderall, I actually do a lot better. It turns out even in that, even in that. Really? And so then there could be this part of me that's like, well, maybe I should just go back and teach, but I still don't like enjoy uh-huh. it as much, but I can do it. It's yeah. way less overwhelming as before. Okay. It's when I was teaching yeah. before, literally the kid, and there was a lot going on in my life, but when the kids would go to lunch, there were weeks where I would just put on meditation music and literally in the fetal position, go under my desk and just like Whoa. lay there. <laughs> There's hey, that's a lot. That we can talk about there. Oh yeah, yeah, but it was a struggle, and I was dealing with a lot of other stuff, which we've talked about on mm. on other podcast episodes, on different podcasts. But I still think there was something to the overstimuli too was mm-hmm. that was hard when I was really yeah. struggling. And to be fair, a crowd of a thousand adults, hopefully, they don't have something to say with everything I say. That's a good I'm point. paid to be there, and I'm kind of the main event. And so, is there part of it that's I want to be in control of the stimuli. And then I like, I don't know, but I've just found the, yeah, the little kid thing is hard. I really enjoy being a mom. I love it. I still get overstimulated sometimes, but it's a little easier to manage that with two, or even if you have like seven, you know, rather than 
30 that you only have that time with them. So yeah. props to teachers. They're amazing. Right. So do you feel like when you were going in now with the taking the Adderall, did you just, were you able to last longer in the day, but would you still get wiped out or were there days where you can just be there the whole day and be okay? Well, I do this thing where I only, I try to only take one Adderall if I can, uh, in Uh the morning, but it's like the quick, there's all these weird things with pharmacies and being shortage of Adderall, right? Yes. So right now I'm taking the quick release, which lasts like four hours and I take it in the morning and then Sometimes I want to drink caffeine in the afternoon and I know I can't do both or I'm too jittery. So sometimes I can make it because I really want a soda, which sounds dumb, but it's working for me to have that to look forward to. Then I kind of do okay. But yeah, at the end I'm exhausted. But I think maybe if I took the Adderall halfway through, I would do a lot better. I just wanted soda more this Mm, week because, but in part because I needed something to look forward to because I don't enjoy teaching as much, but I enjoy seeing my son and him seeing me as a teacher and that being fun and all of that, that it's worth it to me. I don't want to say it like, cause obviously I agreed to do this. I'm just realizing yeah. as a full-time career, Ooh, not my cup of tea. And well, I want to tell you a story too. And okay, do we have time for a story right now? Oh, of course we do. Yeah. So also I, I wrote a post about this on Facebook and I was actually really surprised oh, with good. how much attention it got. Yeah. And it just made me think, man, this is something we should be talking. People are responsive to this. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I was open about it because sometimes you can feel silly. Like you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. in life. Like I'm just yeah, yeah. trying and I don't know. I could change my mind tomorrow. I could read a different book yes. tomorrow and have a different opinion. And I'm just always evolving. And I feel like people that are, are trying to always evolve, they get that. Uh, but mm-hmm. sometimes from an outside perspective, it can frustrate people to watch that evolution and they want things to always be the same way. And anyways, so all of that to say, I wrote a post about how as a teacher, something that I was complimented on a lot, like when I was observed and something that I was kind of known for is that I have really good classroom management. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I run a pretty tight ship. It's pretty, I don't put up with a lot of crap, but I am really fun. But I do, it's very structured as far as behavior and things like that. And -hmm. it's interesting. That was, I was always complimented on that. And I liked that about myself. I was like, yeah. And once again, because now looking back, it's like, because I can't handle a ton of stimulus. I kind of had to to survive. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't have a ton of noise all the time. And it was just interesting this week. I haven't, I've subbed for my kids' classes here and there every once in a while, but it's usually just like a day here, a day there. This week I subbed for three days straight and I won't say any names or anything, but basically I went in and there was a student that was, I could tell from the beginning was going to be a real challenge. Hmm. And I went to my default of this is how it is. This is, you need to be respectful. I was being very strict and just, oh, you know, oh, come again. Yeah, no, we don't do that here. Right. Just very strict. And I feel like I had this moment where I was like, Julie, you guys are going to be together for three days. This isn't just a day. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to be miserable if you don't change. What can you change? Yes. He needs to shape up. Yes. He needs to be respectful, but how do we actually get him there? What's actually going to work here? What's helpful for the child? And as I watched him, he just was always moving and Mm. he was blurting out things all the time and he was tearing at his papers. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. And I just watched this kid and I was like, I don't think this is a bad kid. Mm. And I don't know, right? Like I'm not going to walk around handing out diagnoses, right? Right. But I saw in him things that I see in myself as an adult that I have learned to manage a little differently. 
yeah, and things that have offended other people, and I didn't even realize it. And I just gratefully, I made the decision to change how I was interacting with him a little bit. And I started finding every possible reason to involve him and mm. to compliment him and to just be his bud. And with that still, I still called him out when he was misbehaving. But it's like we started to have this level of trust building that it's like, he knows I like him because yeah. I'm just like, hey, will you help me do this? Like, hey, will you, you know, and he he was Yes, ma'am. Like he was ready. He wanted to be a part of it. He wanted to help. And I didn't do it perfectly all three days, man, especially by day three. I was burned out because it takes a lot of energy. And when you have a student that is constant like that, constantly talking, constant, but I just noticed such a change in his behavior so quickly. And I just thought, this is a kid that is having such a hard time mm. with maybe it's ADHD. And if it's not, that's fine. But I'm going to try to treat him as if it is and what I know about yeah. ADHD and think of myself. He was the best. And I like loved him. I was like, mm. this is a cool kid that just does not know what to do with himself because he's going out of his mind because he's sitting in a desk all day and he has so much to say. And I'm, I'm sure he has had so many people in his life tell him to calm down, to to chill. I heard myself saying that, hey, I need oh, you to chill yeah, out a little, right? Yeah. Oh, and there's that rejection, <sighs> and just, right? And we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's that yeah. Okay. And I just thought, I'm almost think there's part of me also that I see it. And it's like watching an unchecked version of me that's underdeveloped. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Like, no, no, no. You gotta find it. I'm almost like worried for him and his life. There's some rejection going. I just tried to switch and it was just crazy to watch how his behavior changed. And it was mm. still hard. Even with that understanding I have, it was still hard to be around someone that that so openly struggled to be hyperactive, right? And to focus. It was still hard, even knowing what I know and the sensitivity I have to it. That was kind of mind-blowing. So there's a, I'm curious if you, as you recognize that sometimes people say that they have the biggest challenge with the kid that's the most like themselves, or then there's a belief that some of that is that projection or it's hitting our subconscious or so I'm aware because then it's like, what, but what does it bring up in me? Is it that, I don't know, that we didn't get that same grace or or they're pushing my buttons. So what a, what an opportunity for me to kind of just sit with that discomfort. And so I love that you're telling that story because I think when I've worked with parents who are trying to, you know, if they're like, what do I do as if they can control the kid with ADHD? When in reality, Mm -hmm. you know, I know it sounds so cliched, but I think it's like, uh, maybe start with loving him. That would be cool or her. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think that one's, uh, yeah, that'd be a good place to start. And then you feel like then he responded better to you. This kid did. Oh yeah. Like quickly. And after I'd been really strict and hard on him, like he had every reason to just be like, peace. I don't like (laughs) you. I'm going to make your life hard. But really quickly it was like, Oh, I, I want to be involved. I want you to like me. So we'll look at that, Julie, because that's direction here. I I just need some help. Yeah. And kids get their sense of self from the external validation of adults, parents. And so if the kids continually feeling like they've done it wrong, then what it feels like to be them is I'm wrong. No. And then that starts mm-hmm. that, that origin story of what's wrong with me. And so sometimes I feel like it wouldn't be that big of a tweak to then just to validate them before and notice that you're getting annoyed. Cause then I feel like then the kids, uh, they, that, that validation. And I feel like sometimes with, especially like with things like ADHD, they're going to act out bigger because they want to be seen. Oh, and so if they're 
not getting that validation, they're going to get it one way or the other, whether it's acting out or so it's, I like your story here. Cause if somebody has a kid that is, is pretty hyperactive, then instead of like telling them to calm down, it, kind of theoretically, that's a parent issue. Why is it bothering me? Why do I need them to calm down? Am I embarrassed of how they're acting or am I worried right. that they'll never figure things out or cause those sound like a lot of me things. Well, that's mm-hmm. hard. Hey, the, okay. First of all, that is a great story. And I'm glad you shared that. And it's interesting that you've had this different experience of teaching. So then, of course, now I want to say, so now you'll want to teach any time that you're asked and it'll be great and you'll live happily ever after. Right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no? Okay. No, no, I just, I love what I do so much. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, it's just so fulfilling. So we all have different callings, but there are teachers that love it. Right? We talked about this yeah. last time, like, use yeah. what makes you different you powerful, man. That's who those yeah. kids need. But I can step in for a day or two and hopefully be a good influence and exercise some patience, right? That's something I do. Yeah. Okay. So can I get a little bit nerdy since before we get too far down the road on this, uh, this topic, Always. because this is this. Always nerd case, it out. Okay. So there's actually a, I think they're a husband and wife couple, Jimin and Sarah Diet, and they're both doctors. And I think they're in the Bay Area, San Francisco. And I know that Sarah at least works with, uh, she's a pediatric neurologist who focuses on the treatment of ADHD. So there's a specialty for you. And she has a pretty interesting article about both the stimulus or sensory overload with autism and ADHD. And we're starting to learn more. I think we've alluded to this, that, that people want to throw ADHD on maybe onto autism spectrum, which again, I'm down for whatever. I'll be whatever. I don't care. But I think this is one where that you start to see a little bit of crossover is that, you know, the response to stimulus. And so they believe that it really is. I think it goes back to that executive functioning we talked about. So we have a trouble almost prioritizing sensory inputs So then they can, you know, I can be trying to focus on one thing, but all of a sudden I'm aware of sounds or I'm aware of smells or something. And I think I was telling you right before we started when I was thinking, I don't know if this is really as big of a thing for me as I like smell my M&M bag when I open it, or I've got candles all the time. And I just brag to you that, Hey, I just got my 15 soaps in from bed and body works or whatever. And I couldn't wait to go smell the one. And I don't know, something to do with smells for me is just so... I have to just, I have to smell it. And and I've never really looked at that before is, I mean, everybody does that, right? Maybe. maybe Okay. I don't know if I have to smell everything, but I am like crazy influenced by smells, my mood. Are you? Like, oh, I'm huge candle person, huge. I have all the Febreze thing, Airwick (laughs) plug-in things. And I'm also like just tip. I mean, I don't know if Wendy's into cologne, but I am like so into cologne. Like yeah, you can be unattractive. Yeah. yeah. You can be att- unattractive and you spray cologne. It's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know <laughs> it's like doing it for me. And I, I love to smell good. Even if I'm not going to see anyone that day, I like, I put uh-huh. on perfume and body spray. Like I yeah. love it. I'm so impacted by it. And so mm-hmm. I don't know, that'd be interesting if that's part of the sensory stuff, right? That would totally. Oh, and, and it is. It, yeah, it really is. And I think that, but then there's other ones where this is one of those where I think the, all the different versions of it in one of the articles I found, because the ones that I don't care about are touch or fabrics or, you know, that sort of thing. And some people that are, they, they can just say, okay, I just don't want anybody to touch me right now. Or you know, people that don't like certain fabrics or tags on their skin, or do you have anything like that? Not that I can think of what, just what's coming to my mind is like, I'm also a very physical touch person, like mm-hmm. languages of love. I don't know if I've done it in depth enough recently, but physical touch is always real. If not number, it's, it's tip top. And 
once again, maybe that's in part the physical, the three sensitivities. I, I love physical touch. If I love it, I have been yeah. touched and not loved it, obviously, right? But <laughs> yeah, I yeah. actually, actually, when I don't want physical touch, I am very, I feel very repulsed by it. Big, big okay. reaction to that. I really don't like, if I don't want to be touched, I, not that I like lose my mind over it, but inside I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You know? Yeah. It's like okay, either so, one or so, the other. I love it or I was I really gonna say, hate it. You know? it. All or nothing. The so there, okay. So, yeah. And here's the, okay. So there's touch tactile sensitivities and I love it. It says triggers, hugs, unwanted personal contact, hair brushing, insert joke there, brushing teeth, touching sticky things, clothing that's too tight or itchy, holding a pencil. I think that's a funny one. Pretty specific. Clothing tags, sock seam, uh, certain fabrics. And then you can look for brands that don't have this sensory friendly clothing, but the sound, how are you with sound, loud noises, fireworks, music? I saw a post of you, something to do with everything that your day ends with loud music in your car. Is that true? It wasn't that everything. I just, I saw? Yeah, I was saying, yeah, oh. perfect. I love blasting my music. I love loud music, but I have to like the music. But yeah, I like, wait, what? Oh, no fireworks. No, I'm fine with all that because it's within like a structured thing. I'm okay but no, I like my kids will, we have this stupid Alexa. I like, I know I'm like a billion years late, but we find an Alexa because I bought this home and it's a smart home. And now I'm like, what the heck is an Alexa? And yes. they love it. Obviously they're like, play Pokemon. play. And I'm like, I am going to freaking put a bullet through that. I guess I have to buy a gun because I need to put a bullet through Alexa because it is just, once again, the stimulus, right? Oh, I'm going out of my mind. But then yeah, I blast I blast my hip hop real loud. You do. Okay. Uh, have you asked Alexa yet to make fart noises? I'm just curious. Hypothetically? No, cuz I'm 33 oh. years old, Tony, so Oh, I no. I mean, I, yeah. I, oh, I would not you? do it. Oh, I mean, just being fun, funny for other people. It's uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, Julie. Kid, like I really, think my kids did actually. It's, it's one of your really favorite fun. things to do. It kind of and cuz it's I know and I and and I, uh, it's, I'm not proud of that. I literally we're, don't, we're, you know. I don't enjoy potty humor. <laughs> really? I'm not trying to be mature. No. It, I, it's like, one of the main symptoms like, of ADHD. It's the main symptom of ADHD, potty humor. I don't know if you knew that. I guess I don't have ADHD then. I guess this I whole I'm, podcast. I'm gaslighting you. It's not. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just don't love it. But okay, do we have anything else nerdy to talk about before we do? I don't think so. ADHD, you know? No, I think that's like the, the sensory stuff is pretty real. And maybe down the road, I've got a, a I, we haven't even talked about this, but if we want to start bringing a, a guest or two on, there's somebody that yes. I've had on one of my other podcasts that she's really big in the, just the neurodiversity um, arena of autism, ADHD. And, uh, we had a, a great conversation about how they cross over. I think that might be fun to have people on that might talk a little bit more about that because it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Is it okay if I do the note today? Because I, maybe I, I was do it hoping to you the would. Student? Yes, because okay I was going yeah, I was gonna make something up there on the fly. So uh, Julie. <laughs> um, what okay. would you say? Dear students, you have got such a great heart, I can tell. And it is okay. There's nothing wrong with having a hard time keeping still school. Modern day public school in a desk is really not like what's easiest for you. It's not where you thrive. And that makes a lot of sense because it's a lot of sitting still and listening to directions and not talking. And I hope that you always have teachers that see the best in you and that find creative ways to always involve you and to see how, see what a genius you are and how creative you are. And I just hope that when 
people do make the mistake maybe of telling you to chill or for not seeing you for what's actually going on. I just hope you always remember that you're awesome and you're going to do great things with it, maybe even better because of those struggles and those gifts that you have. So go take on the world. You're going to kill it. Just stick with it, buddy. Love ADHD. Well said. Julie, that was wonderful. Okay. Um, All right. So we've got one more in our series of five things that you didn't know you didn't know about ADHD. We'll cover that. And then we're jumping out into the deep end of the pool after that. Right? Oh, and there's so many good things in the deep end. I'm so excited. I know. I think so too. Okay. Julie, thanks for uh, your time as always. You're welcome. See you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.